What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to Marriage and Master. We are so excited today. We have a special guest. First of all, let me introduce myself. I'm Henry, your host, and my lovely co-host, my amazing, beautiful, <laughs> spectacular, sexy, my wife, Sherelle. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> so I'm really excited today. Our topic is when life hits the fan, and we have some special guests, friends of ours from I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years. It's been a very long time we've been connected to this couple. Um, so I would like to just introduce Matt and Carmen Conway. Hello. Oh, hello. hello. <laughs> Thanks We're for having us. Thank you for being here. So I just want to give you guys just a little bit of history about this couple. Uh, so if you don't know them, which you probably do, uh, Carmen Veal Conway has been around the Hartford, Connecticut area for, I want to say, 20 plus years. It's been a long time. And our friendship really bloomed from us both being in the artist community here. Our, Carmen has, her career has grown from fashion to inspirational speaker to host to now she runs a fabulous community called Brown Skin Women, where she does home health care. She really teaches women about how to care for their hair. And she has a lot of work to do on me, but I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> Her husband, Matt, who's also a powerhouse of his own, he runs a group called Rise Up. And they do I, I'm going to let him elaborate more, but I know they do like some really cool like murals around the state of Connecticut. Um, the artwork is actually phenomenal. I, I drive past some sometimes like, oh, my God, Matt's group did that. Like so it's it's really um, community based, though, and um, serves, uh, I believe, under uh, privileged children. So we'll let them get into that a little bit more. But their story is amazing. They're a power couple. and We're really excited to have them here. So thank you. I hope I did your bios justice. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so I think we should literally start off with that. Let's just dig a little bit more into who you guys are as a couple and how you bring those two things together, because I do think you do that quite phenomenally. Yeah, so uh, my background's been kind of split um, in two different paths that now have kind of culminated into to one. Um, so my background's been in kind of like corporate America, and that's where, you know, Sherelle, you and I ran into each other in our MBA right. class, and uh, you know, um, it was just a really cool surprise there while, um, you know, running our, our nonprofit, uh, working with youth, which started in the Hartford area. And now it's all over the state um, doing projects with the uh, Boys and Girls Club down in Stanford. Um, and we have resident artists working in the Putnam um, Elementary School program. Uh, and we've done over 150 mural and placemaking projects uh, across the state. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're really entrench in the community and believe that public art is a way to heal a community, a way to bring community together, economic development driver, just the, the community inclusive process, you know, really brings out the best of, of people and uh, a community. So I own Brown Skin Women, which is a natural hair and lifestyle company. The emphasis is on the natural hair component. So starting out as a blog, and venturing into in real life experiences. So instead of just blogging about transformation, we started having those experiences in real life. And then I decided to return to hair 
Uh, the blog has always been about hair, beauty, and lifestyle, wellness, kind of as a, a whole. So my second time in the beauty industry. And I questioned why I ever left in the first place, because it, it had a different meaning, a different feeling for me the second time around. Um, and so the Home Hair Care Academy came about after realizing my clients were struggling with taking care of their hair at home. Um, in between salon visits. So they would come back to me every couple months and their hair would be worse than it was before they left or before they got to me. And I'm like, well, this shouldn't be this difficult. And so I found that just simply telling them what they needed to do wasn't enough. I needed to show them. And so I created these videos and I created the videos pre-pandemic. So once the pandemic hit and everybody was at home and those I hadn't trained were wondering, well, how do I do this? Like something as simple as knowing how to properly shampoo the scalp and the hair. Um, and so I put the videos on the, the public platform for everybody to access and posted a video on TikTok and the video went to viral. And what, three years later now, I am now training other professionals and venturing into DNI training so that the world at large can understand the role society plays in black women's hair and our appearance and acceptance and all that good stuff. So that's that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> that's yeah. it. I, I don't <laughs> think she, she brags about herself <laughs> enough, but like 19 different countries, you know, she's training women in um across the world. And you know it's funny, we uh her Right before the pandemic or during the pandemic, uh, we were in marketing class uh, for our MBA right. and it was the perfect time for our marketing presentation to uh, or our marketing business plan. I remember that. New for, for brown skinned women. Yeah. So it was, uh, I got a really cool, insightful look into the uh, the black women beauty industry. <laughs> um, and And I find myself literally at like, lunch with old white guys and like excitingly talking about uh you know black what women's black women's black hair, women's hair. Like, what my trillion wife does trillion dollar industry right it's 1.8 trillion dollar industry and it's projected to increase within the next five years so you're absolutely right yeah I don't want to get into this too much because I know that we're supposed to be talking about relationships but have you <laughs> ever thought about starting your own product line yes um in the future possibly that Here. sounds like your own um, that's in the works right now but when you, you <laughs> it's, it's formulas in the kitchen yeah. she's mixing up <laughs> see we we want to make sure when we when that happens it's a little bit better quality controls than the the kitchen batches you know so <laughs> right right gotcha. Gotcha. right so i think this is perfect though this is a perfect segue so you both are powerhouses in yourself right so how do you mesh that together? You're married, you have a child, you have you you have two children, you don't, but now one, we'll we can talk about that later. But how do you balance all that? How do you make it all? I think it's more alignment than balance because some days it's up here, some days it's down here, other days it's like a mix of the two. Mm. Uh, I think the number one thing for us was sharing our calendars. That was first because there was a lot of conflict with, well, I have this going on and I have this going on and neither of us knew each other's individual things because our calendars weren't in the same place. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was the first place. So honestly, what it boiled down to though, is communication, like being able to 
effectively discuss what we have going on, our obligations, and making sure we're on the same page. I think, though, business for both of us has, honestly, since the pandemic, it's increased in many very interesting ways. Um, but what it's taught us is the value of really supporting each other. So when you combine that that supportive nature just on a very basic level and communication and like being completely transparent and open and honest, not that there's anything to hide, but even simple, small things that you wouldn't think, you know, we have a, a small kid who's not in school right. or, or anything. So I have clients on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, and he may have, which this literally just happened, an interview on Fox 61 and well, who's going to keep Madison, right? Like it's a, something as simple as that. So that alignment, I think I like the word alignment better than balance because mm-hmm. balance is more like it's this scale. It's it's 50-50 sometimes. And she's like, no, because sometimes I need him to be 90% and I can only be 10 and vice right. versa. Um, and so I think those two two things for me yeah. is what I find helps the balance, helps help keeps the balance. Yeah, kind of like what, you know, you do for your own business every week, you know, you kind of Sunday night or sometime, you know, first thing Monday morning, you kind of plan out the week, you kind of do that pulse check, knowing things are always going to change, but kind of doing that inventory together, like, and communicating with our calendar as to like what we have going on. uh, It really helps with that alignment. Um, You know, they're, there were, you know, there have been times where it's been very challenging, caused friction, you know, because yeah. there was a lack of communication. Yeah. Um, but I think love just kind of gets you through it. Yeah. And like, you keep always improving and like finding different ways to solve the problems. And if you just, you know, keep repeating the same issue over and over again, that's, that's insanity. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. it's always kind of tweaking things. And you know, holding each other accountable to what we both committed to each other. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So I, I think that's perfect too. So our topic, right, is when life hits the fan. And with all the alignment, Matt, you actually just mentioned sometimes, you know, it doesn't work out. Like, let's dig into that, you know, because as a busy parents, uh, business owners, like what are some of the things that you've had to like, overcome that's that's just like you weren't planned it wasn't on the schedule no one like would have thought of it like name something that was like man you are a planner for that now we have to shift our whole schedule around so I have a I have one and this may be the first time you're going to hear of this because I just had this realization with a client um not that I didn't mean to tell you I just Mm -hmm. honestly forgot um but so we have a, we had a, two deaths happen back to back for for us. Uh-huh. It's, it's starting sad, but I promise it's it's, it's a little light. <laughs> so our oldest daughter, which my biological daughter, his stepdaughter, she passed away last year, so not even four months ago, um, and then a week after we had a miscarriage. And so the, here's the challenge, though. The challenge, death and grieving, that's one thing. That's not what this is about. What it's about is realizing how I realized how much our life shifted in that period and that season of losing, especially losing Sanaya, our our oldest daughter. Um, We had full-time support in our house with her. 
that, you know, it was a relative, one of my sisters who was taking care of Sanaya when Sanaya was home from school full time. And because she was family and my sister, she was helping us take care of Madison, our youngest. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we didn't have the restrictions with our schedules because somebody was always here. And so I realized I'm, I'm with a client at work maybe three weeks ago and Madison has a meltdown and Matt doesn't know what to do, how, how to control her or make her happy. So he, he sends me a text message. He's like, can you FaceTime Maddie? So I'm literally cleansing my client's hair with my phone propped up, FaceTiming Madison. And it, it helped her calm down. It helped, allowed him to get his work done. And what I realized was, I'm like, when did she start acting like this? And she never had to act like that before because her aunt was always here. Her aunt was always helping take care of her. Her aunt was always, she loved, she loves her aunt, still loves her aunt, right? So Matt didn't have to worry about her and I didn't have to worry about him worrying about her while I was away from the house, right? And so that was a curveball that was like thrown our way. We weren't, we didn't plan for that. We weren't expecting it. Um, right. And we absolutely don't want to put Madison in daycare. That's just been our preference. She starts school in August. So we're trying to tough it out. Um but that was something that we had to, we are learning to navigate, but now I'm more mindful, like as the mom, because naturally, as you know, the moms are typically nurturers, right? So Madison right. is very clingy towards me. Even when I upset her, she still chooses to be up under me um, versus when it's him, it's like telling her she can't do something, then he's the worst person in the world. <laughs> um, but I, I, so I'm like, I've been, I've been more mindful of making sure that my siblings know that we need help and they're on standby. Um, mm -hmm. they're entrepreneurial too so they have the flexibility to like okay we'll take Maddie for a few hours during the day if you need us um, so that was something but that was I realized that with my client and then having a discussion with my family and then him knowing text them right and he texts them more than I do for help with Madison now because he's home with her more than I am um, but that was just something I wanted to share because I I, I realized like with Sanaya passing and Destiny not working in the house full-time anymore we didn't have that support that we could lean on for over about a year, right? Yeah, yeah, a yeah. very long time. Um, and so that's, it's a constant like balancing act of like trying to figure out, I think when life hits the fan, which is the topic here, mm -hmm. I don't know, I don't know about everybody else, but I used to have a habit of not really trying to figure out what the root of the situation, like the root cause of it was. Yes. And so I'm trying to navigate putting out fires all the time but never really took the time to figure out what was starting the fire. And like, that was something that I had to figure out with Madison and some other things that we're working on. But I think like, that's an example of something that recently happened that we're now navigating. And I realized Sanaya is not here. Destiny's not here. Madison doesn't have somebody all the time, which means we don't have somebody to help us with Madison. And mm -hmm. so that's yeah. my long-winded uh, response to that. You have anything? Yeah, I mean, it's all around the the same time, just navigating through this. So November fourth, I decided to leave my full time job at Cigna and do this, um, you know, do the the nonprofit work full time. So you know, in your head as an entrepreneur, you line up, you know, all this forward business before you make that decision, and you line up all these meetings and all these like things to do. Uh, but on Thanksgiving, when Sanaya passed away, immediate priority became family yeah. for all through the holidays, you know? Yeah. Um, so it, it's navigating, you know, that and like having faith, right. And like, 
understanding that God was here when Sanaya and how Sanaya left us, you know, all this is just in faith, you know, and, and I think it's having that in our relationship is what gets us through all this stuff, you know? Um, yeah. Faith. Number one thing I think is, uh, what gets us through it when shit hits the fan (laughs) when life hits or life hits the fan (laughs) it's okay it's okay it's okay (laughs) so just a funny joke on that i um i had before we even set our interview up with you that was we write out we you know we plan so we had all these topics that we we say we can uh discuss so i actually had when shit hits the fan (laughs) henry was like no you can't put that so i'm the more liberal one yeah, I'm like, no, it's like okay yeah. life I don't know <laughs> but not so so it, it it sounds like you guys have recently begun to understand being in a position of vulnerability hmm. and understanding when you're vulnerable it's not a bad thing because I say this a lot you can be valuable and vulnerable at the same time hmm. especially to each other Mm-hmm. And in marriage, we we're we're all because we're all learning. We ain't nowhere near where we want to be. We're striving, but we learn, like you said, to navigate and alignment. I love that word you used earlier, Carmen. The alignment, not balance, because you said I need you to be like ninety, and I need to be ten ten. That's and that's fine. Mm-hmm. In those days, we had that. I coming from work show was like, hey, you gotta get the kids and I'll be like, okay, I'll do that. But, you know, understanding where your position now is a great position because I feel that God can really speak to your hearts and really show you different, better ways, new ways to do things. And now your focus is changing and it's it's shifting. Mm -hmm. Because now, Matt, you said something that was so powerful. He was like, I have stuff lined up for the business. And now when this stuff happened, it's like, okay, now I'm really focusing on family. Mm. And that foundation of family is so important, especially with a two-parent family household. Mm-hmm. Like for Maddie, for each, for you guys, I'm done. I, I can keep talking, but that, mm-hmm. that's it. It's, I think you're it's in a, a good sweet spot. And you know, I think it. you said, just kind of piggybacking off the sweet spot. I love what you said, Carmen, about now, instead of putting out fi- fires, learning what the root of the problem is. And I feel like that is, like a great place to be because I feel like where I'm in, where I am in my life, I start to try to figure out to the root. Like I, I realize there's some days where I'm like, like, I don't want to use the word bugging, but I'm like, ah, like all over the place. Right. And I will stop myself and I'm like, okay, why am I feeling this way? What happened? Like, I, and I start to backtrack the whole day. Like at what, when did this feeling start to happen? What made that happen? And identifying the root has really helped me to be like, Oh, that's what it is. Okay, let's deal with that, Cheryl, before we go on like causing chaos throughout the whole house and the whole day, right? So let's talk about that a little bit more because I feel like people need to understand how important that is to really identify what the root of the issue is. Um, So what are some times in your marriage where you realize this is kind of starting to feel like chaos? Like, what, what is this? Do you have an, an example of that? Yeah, I'll put myself on the line here. Mm-hmm. Um, I go through these periods in my work and actually he is starting to do this a little bit too, 
now that he's a full-time entrepreneur where you're working on something or working towards something that has a deadline. And for me, anytime I have an event coming up or a training or something that is, is on this day and this time, this thing is happening. Mm -hmm. You look like, you know, exactly where I'm going with (laughs) And that becomes a priority day in and day out. Like, yeah, you're normally always working on the business or some aspect of the business that what that comes with like the responsibility and the role of being the, the boss, right? Mm-hmm. But then you have this other thing that you want to be successful. So you're pouring your all into it. And so you're not as present, right? And yeah. so for me, that example was like, I had the evolution of black hair exhibit. Sherelle, you were one of my models um, a couple weekends ago. And I can't think of anything but that, which also means I'm on edge. Like, I'm, I'm walking on eggshells and everybody around me is walking on eggshells because I am like one annoyance away from flipping out. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's being mindful of that. And so I recall, I can't remember exactly what happened. And I think it's probably a good thing that I can't mm-hmm. remember. Um, but something had happened, a discussion between Matt and I, you may have asked me to do something or asked me for something. And my response was, I knew I was going to respond with the B-I-T-C-H tone um, <laughs> and it, because, because I knew what mood I was in and what, what just what I was navigating, I was stressed out mm-hmm. over just trying to figure something out for the event. And, and I said to Matt, I said, honestly, like, I'm not going to be very nice in my response. Right. I'm also not going to be very help, helpful right now because I'm stressed out over this. And so instead of him, like, because I was able to be honest with him, right. And I knew the root cause of my frustration wasn't, I could have lashed out at him, right. But simply asking me to do something that I should have been able to do, but I just didn't have the mental capacity to do it. So me saying that and saying like, look, I'm, I'm stressed out and I really can't handle anything on top of what I'm already handling. And so Matt's response in some other, some, some way of saying it was, how can I help you figure that out? Like, I can help you with that. And so that, that is what I mean by like, there was a point in my life and this is long ago, Mm pre-therapy where I never got to the root of what was stressing me out. And so everybody felt my wrath. And then I was literally the angry black woman because I had this chip on my shoulder because I wasn't dealing with the baseline issue. That was really kind of like a domino effect of everything else. And so so that was it. You know, it was, it was something simple, something that we resolved. The event went off with, went off without like a hitch. It was, it was a beautiful weekend, right. uh, but because I was honest and I asked for help throughout the, the whole week and the weekend, and he was willing to help me and he knew I needed help because I was vulnerable enough and transparent enough with, with my feelings and frustrations instead of hiding them, <laughs> hiding them. Um, he was able to support me. And so that's an example of something that happened recently. And honestly, that type of thing happens often, even with you, especially because he's a full-time entrepreneur now, but I, it's like, well, I can't help you if you don't tell me you need help or what you're struggling with. And so that's, that's kind of some place with mm-hmm. a place we find ourselves often, especially with parenting too. Oh yeah. So Matt, let me, um, congratulate you and say, thank you. <laughs> Kudos to you. Because, Karen, one thing I want you to know that it's his job as your husband to pay attention to you. And when you asked and when he asked you and he responded, he responded that way because he pays attention to you. And just those simple words, it broke a generational habit of doing the way you used to do something. 
and not even knowing. And that's why, like, God placed you two together. And so because of that, like, he, God knows all what we need, right? Yeah. And some things that we may not be able to articulate, he puts inside of our husbands or inside of our wives to speak to us in a certain way. And his quiet tone was really like the, the voice of God speaking through him to you, like, what do you need help with? Because mm. you said instantly, he was like, oh, I was honest. And he just, it, it went off without a hitch. And that's what marriage is about. Like, because when you speak to him in a certain way, you speak to yourself in that way and vice versa. Like, I know me and Sherelle have gotten in arguments and I've had to monitor. Yeah. <laughs> I've had to take a moment to figure out what I'm going to say. Because if I'm speaking to her, we're one, right? If I speak to her in a certain way, I'm speaking to myself. So if I tear her down, I'm tearing down our marriage and vice versa and so now like conversations change and the way I say certain things and certain words it changes because I'm like I'm not only hurting her I'm hurting myself so just getting it through together but yeah kudos to you big man <laughs> I love that too and I love that um like Henry said we have definitely uh worked on how we talk to each other right and but I think the key in all of that was that the honesty. Let me be totally honest right now, because I've said to Henry before, listen, I'm about to talk to you and you're not going to like what I have to say, or, or I'll give him the, the disclaimer, like, please understand, like, I'm not in a good place right now. So what I'm about to say is not going to feel like the, the me you probably want to get, you know, like I will, I will say that though, but I'm in a place now where I can say that, you know, 10, 15 years ago, I probably would just said anything you know so I think that's really dope and I think that's a big part of like being able to navigate when life does get chaotic you know being honest with each other and saying hey right now I'm up here with this and what you're asking me you're probably not going to get the response that you would like so Matt let's let's hear from you and you know you're new to full-time entrepreneurship so I know you're probably looking at things a little bit from a new lens now um, and understanding what Carmen has been going through. Like, is has there been a situation where you were like, man, let's, you know, this is, this is a lot. I think there's actually been less stress since I've been doing it full time because, because I... I wouldn't say like the work has been less, you know, especially the past year. Um, the past year was probably when I was balancing, you know, full-time employment, doing my MBA, doing my real estate license. Maddie was just born. Um, we had Sanaya in and out of the hospital. Like that was- And you were running that rise Yeah, and, up and Rise Ups like statewide was like growing, so- that's where things like really hit a boiling point, I think, from my my end. Mm -hmm. uh, and it caused friction, you know, like six o'clock, 7 p.m., 8 p.m. meetings, like supposed to be at dinner, but I'm doing this, you know, dinner with the family. And um, so it, it really, you know, again, came down to communication, being vulnerable, like Carmen being honest with me as to like where she's at. And if this continues where things will go and like, 
having foresight, you know? Um, and I'm someone who always tries taking like personal accountability mm-hmm. first before anything. And, you know, there's um, kind of this exercise that I learned um, in corporate America. It was uh, around like Six Sigma training and lean training, but it was around um, asking yourself five whys. So like, why did something happen? Ask that five times. And so they use the example of like, you know, you're calling in late for work, but like, and and it's like, there's traffic, but if we ask the five whys, why you're late for work, you're going to trace back probably to something that's personally accountable to that you did that you should have fixed or done differently for, for why that action is what it is. So, you know, even in our marriage and and doing all of that, I always ask those five whys um, before trying to react to anything. The way that he thinks about it, it works because we never, Matt and I have never had a full blown out argument before. I wouldn't even call our disagreements arguments because it's never gotten to that point. But I feel like it's- We, because... we go, we've gone, it had to like separate into different rooms oh, yeah. for, for a while. Like, but even then, <laughs> you know? walk away, right? Like it's it's like, I, I know when I'm not going to be any good, like I'm not going to be good past this point. So I'm going to, I'm going to remove myself from, from this scenario. And so, but it, we had our own journeys of like healing and self-discovery prior to being together. And so we were able to bring that into our relationship. And I think that's why we're able to have healthy disagreements and healthy dialogue around the complications and the stressors that come up because they do, they come up. I mean, we're probably going to disagree about something as soon as we hang up with this. Right. But it's knowing how to navigate that when it comes up so that it doesn't end up turning into this catastrophic thing. But yeah, I do agree. He was doing a lot. A lot. This, this is this conversation is amazing. I, I know it's definitely going to help some people. I want to thank you both for being here today. I I really can't tell you how much you've helped us just through this conversation, um, especially with like, I think we work on it um, daily, right? But just as a reminder of just how we communicate with each other. Yeah. And I think that's the key point we want to take away from that as cu- married couples, like things are going to get tough, but it's how it's the way in which we communicate with each other that will get through it. So I ask you all, please make sure you go follow Matt and Carmen. They're doing some great, 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 great things. Carmen, you're going to have to work on me with this hair girl. Okay. <laughs> you know, my struggle. I just will throw on a wig. <laughs> I'm ready when you are. You told our listeners to follow them, but um, you guys give us your uh, handles. Yes. So they oh, my, my personal handle on Instagram is Carmen Veal. Mm-hmm. Brown Skin Women is the business's Instagram handle. I'm also on TikTok as Carmen Veal as well. And uh, yeah, at CT Murals on Instagram, Facebook. That's where uh, we're posting most of all the great artwork that's going up in the work we're doing with youth across the state. He's boring on his personal Facebook and yeah. Instagram, so you don't want to follow him. He's boring. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. And again, go follow Matt and Carmen. You definitely want to tap into what it is that they're doing. Uh, make sure you like, follow, subscribe to Marriage Unmastered. And once again, this has been great. And we will see you next week. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.